Does stress feel crippling and like it's diminishing the quality of your life? Do you eat your emotions, turning to food and or alcohol when you're stressed? Are you ready to have stress work for you rather than against you? If so, stress could actually be the best thing to ever happen to you. How so? Well, in my upcoming five-day online retreat, we'll get crystal clear on what it takes to effectively manage and cope with stress, how to make stress your superpower, how to develop a resiliency mindset, and how to de-stress your diet, even if you're currently relying on sugar and alcohol just to cope. This one-of-a-kind online retreat is just as much about healing and connection that you'd find at an in-person retreat. While you isolate yourself at home, we're going to bring the best vibes to your living room. From uncovering and challenging how you think about stress, becoming more aware of how you typically manage stress, and how to eat yourself happy, by the end of our five days together, you'll have your game plan locked in and ready to go so that you can finally rise above and thrive in the midst of stress and achieve more calm and joy. Want that? Enrollment is now open. To learn more and join, head over to trudyestone.com forward slash retreat. I'll also drop a link in the show notes so that you can join. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show, where you'll learn how to get your mind right so that your body will follow. I'm Trudy Stone, certified culinary nutritionist, TV guest expert, and author. After self-hacking my mind and body to lose 30 pounds, I now help busy, overwhelmed women use stress as their superpower so that they can rise above it and become more calm, resilient, and physically fit. Each week, not only will you learn nutrition and stress management habits, you'll also learn about the power of food to enhance your mental and physical well-being and how to overcome your battles with living a healthier lifestyle. The secret to eating healthier, improving your mood, and increasing your energy are not only about what you put in your stomach, it's also about what's going on in your brain. So congratulations on showing up. I promise to support you on your health journey with every single episode. Let's begin. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show. This is culinary nutritionist and TV guest expert, Trudy Stone, and I'm so grateful for you tuning in with us today. Today, we have a very, very special episode. This is something that I've never done before. I'm super, super excited about it. Um, thank you so much for all the feedback on the last visual episode that I did. It seems unanimous. You guys love it, so I'll definitely be doing more of those, and this one is a good one. But look, one of the greatest advancements of the cannabis industry has been the explosion of cannabis-infused edibles. Yes, that's right. Today, we're going to be talking all about cannabis and edibles. But long gone are the days of those dry and deadly brownies of the past. <laughs> Modern-day cannabis edibles are, you know, now they're just meticulously formulated. They're consistent for precise dosing, um, leading to many different uses of edibles for anxiety, stress, and so many other things in between. Now, science really hasn't concluded, and I have to preface this by saying, science really hasn't concluded one way or the other about the effects of cannabis on anxiety. However, that really just hasn't stopped the influx of people you know, searching for relief at their local dispensary. And to school us on cannabis and edibles specifically, I've invited Sean Surratton on the show today. And Sean is the founder of the, of the Heightened Chef. I'm going to talk all about that. Sean's going to tell us all about the Heightened Chef, but I'm just going to read you Sean's bio. It is extensive, and it's amazing. <laughs> the Heightened Chef, Chef consists of friends from high school who came back together through a passion for food and cannabis in 2017. Sensing the prospects in the emerging cannabis market and the need for a unique, a unique dining experience, 
they set out to create something brand new. So the outcome is now the standard by which all others should be measured and has inspired many to begin their own journey within the cannabis industry. With over 50 combined years of experience in both cannabis and cuisine, Chef Alfred, Chef Mark, and host Sean continue to amaze their guests months after month with stunning menus, exclusive venues, and unforgettable memories, I'll say. Serving hundreds of guests over the last four years has allowed them to fine-tune and perfect the formula for an evening of fine dining, music, education, laughter, and cannabis consumption, of course. Always pushing cannabis, uh, the culture forward, the Heightened Chef team ensures the platform they're created is being used to showcase the very best cannabis companies in the community. The future of cannabis is bright, with trailblazing pioneers like the Heightened Chef lighting the way. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show, Sean! Yo, thank you so much, Trudy. Big up, big up. Thank you to everyone joining. Thank you to everyone watching. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad to be here with you today so that we can talk a little bit about edibles and infused dining and infused cooking. And it's yeah. going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you and I have a lot of history, so we're going to crack some jokes. Yes. We're going to cook some good food. And I know we're going to have a ton of fun. So thank you for enjoying. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so excited to be a part. Oh, it's such a pleasure to have you here, Sean. And in true transparency, Sean is my brother from another mother. Sean and I go way back, I think maybe like 20 years. Now I feel really old saying that. But yeah, I think about 20 years something like that. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and Sean still looks the same. <laughs> That's good. But uh, yeah, no, so Sean, I, I'm so thankful that you were able to join us on the show today. I'm so Super proud of you. You know, you and I have been friends, like I said, for many, many years. I'm so super proud of what you've been doing here in our city, in Toronto, Canada, um, you know, with these infused dining experiences. You've taken over the city. This is like something that is so talked about. This is like such a buzz right now in the city that you're creating with this. Um, and I'm just so fortunate to have you here and so super proud of you. So thanks again. Thank you. Right. Thank you. <laughs> so Gas me up. Yeah. Take it. Take your flowers. Take your flowers. I will. I will. I will. You need to do that more often, so I will. Yes. Yes. Don't that in. All right. So Sean and I are going to be making two infused recipes today for the Mind Your Body show. The first is a cream of celery soup, and the second one is an Asian spice popcorn. <laughs> yes, it's popcorn, but we're calling it popcorn. All right. So I just want to go ahead and get started on these recipes just for the sake of time. So we'll start with the first recipe, which is the cream of celery soup. Um, and then I'll just start asking Sean some questions as well as we go through it so we can learn more about edibles and learn more about cannabis. And if you happen to be listening to this right now, this is also a visual episode. So I want to highly encourage you to head over to my YouTube channel and make sure that you watch this full episode so you can see everything that we're cooking up in the kitchen today. And don't worry, I got you covered. I will be linking up the recipe in the show notes for you as well. You'll get those um, recipes in the show notes. You'll have the dosing um, and all of that amazing stuff. But again, if you're listening to this right now in your earbuds, please do go over to my YouTube channel and make sure to watch the full episode. All right, so Sean, let's get started on this cream of celery soup. All right, okay. so the first thing we're gonna do is we're gonna make sure that we heat our soup pot, right? And then we're just gonna yeah. put in our can of butter, okay? So we'll add that in right. first, and we we'll hope this is not too hot. Okay, that's good. All right, so adding in the can of butter, and then we're waiting for this to get a little bit hot, right? And then we'll saute the onion. So while you're doing that, I'm actually gonna just you know keep asking you questions as we go along. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, the cannabis industry has taken off, and I don't think there was any other way that it could have gone. There was no way, but nowhere but up for that cannabis industry to go. I think it was really interesting because in our generation, in our lifetimes, we've never seen the creation of an industry like the cannabis one, where there's this actual tangible commodity. Like we've seen computers, we've seen technology rise in our in our lifetimes, but nothing like this. So it's it's very exciting to be in this industry, especially now that it comes also from a place of being taboo. Like this was something that a lot of people were not allowed to do for a long time and you were persecuted for doing it. So being able to take this industry and these uh, this commodity and turn it into something so marketable and so profitable and so helpful that it's really exciting. I feel like I'm in the wild west I feel like I'm a pioneer. You know what I mean? I feel like every time I'm out there, I'm staking my claim in this brand new open horizon. And so I'm really excited to see all of these amazing things because there's a lot of amazing people that we've gotten to meet along the way of the journey of the heightened chef. And there's a lot of bright, amazing, talented people in this industry who are going to get a chance to shine now. So I'm super excited to see what the cannabis industry is going to bring. Yeah, and I think people are a lot more open to experimenting with cannabis more so than ever before. Again, like you said, like cannabis was kind of this thing that, you know, maybe really wasn't talked about as much. People were a little bit reluctant to it, even admit that they were using it and things like that. But now we're seeing people be more open to it, embracing it more. Here in Canada, where we live, um, it actually became legal, when was it, last year or sometime, Sean? I can't remember exactly when. It was 2018. 2018. Oh, 2018. oh my God, I'm, I'm behind. Yes, 2018. There you go. October 17th, 2018. Oh. Well, there you go. <laughs> Is that your second birthday, Sean? <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> we were reborn right. the world on that day. Right? All right. So we got our can of butter going. I feel like maybe we should start adding in the rest of the stuff here. Um, so the next thing we're yeah. going to add is we're going to go ahead and we're going to add in some onions. Okay. Put that in there. Okay. I hear that sizzle. What I want to hear. Got all my chopped onions and my garlic. Oh, nice. Yeah, pop that all in. I'm trying to get all the rest of this can of butter out of here. That can of butter smells so good. It smells it so does. good. It does. I'm sure my husband's probably like, what is going on down there? <laughs> I think it's also, uh, I think it's important just since we're at this part part of the, the recipe that we can mm. just talk about the can. The strain that I used for this can of butter that I made for us both is uh it's a homegrown strain so now that we are able to legally grow our own cannabis at home this is my own harvest and this is a strain called blueberry muffin so it's a very fruity oh. very uh a little bit citrusy but very fruity type of strain it's a hybrid indica uh so it'll give you kind of a little bit of best of both worlds with sativa and indica you get that euphoric feeling but you also get that very relaxed feeling so okay. that's the screen for the butter that we're using right now. Okay, thanks for explaining that. Because I also wanted to talk about, you know, edibles and some misconceptions that people have about edibles. So can you talk about that? Well, I'm going to go ahead and just add in some of the rest of the stuff here, Sean, with the garlic, um, the parsley, the celery. I'm going to go ahead and do that while you're talking. But yeah, just talk sure. to us a little bit about some common misconceptions about edibles. Yeah, like uh, I think, you know, a lot of people are kind of, 
decide about edibles from their first experience. And I can't say that is the best avenue to choose <laughs> because a lot of people's first experience with edibles can sometimes be a little bit dicey because edibles are a little bit different than any other type of controlled substance um, that you might want to ingest or take in, mostly because there's this huge delay factor. Your body has to process the THC in the food. And that can take a long time. And it d differs on every person. Every person has a different metabolism, right? Right. Yeah. So it really depends on, the meta on your metabolism. And you really have to be able to go low and slow to start off. That's normally the best way right. to start. Go with a low dosage and use it slowly over a long period of time. But I think that's where a big misconception comes from is that I'm scared of edibles because the one time I tried it, I had too much and I got messed up. You know what I mean? Right. So really, I think what the important thing for people to understand is just to understand how you're consuming it and how it affects your body. And that will take away a lot of the myths and rumors surrounding edibles and cannabis edibles. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, I'm so glad that you said that because I think that is like the case. I think maybe people did try it when they were younger, maybe when they were like 15 or 16 and just had a really bad experience and then just decided, hey, that's not for me. I'm never going to try it again. And maybe that's true. And if that's true, hey, you know, all the power to you. That's no problem there. But yeah, I do think that's another reason why people might be scared to try it again because of that first experience that they had. So let's talk about um, like THC. Like, is it possible to eat too much THC? So... THC is not a chemical that your body can ever, ever, ever OD on. You could never OD or overdose on THC. The most amount of THC that will happen to you is that you'll get extremely sleepy. Other than that, though, I know that there are instances of people getting too much THC in your system, and it's, it produces a, a, an effect called that the cannabis community calls greening out. And when you green out, it just kind of feels like it's kind of hard to explain. I've only actually, it's only ever happened to me once, but it kind of feels like you're in a second skin. It's like you're sitting inside of yourself and you don't get to move and behave and act as you normally would. But right. in that very, very extreme situation that you get to that far an extent, there are things that you can do naturally to bring yourself back down. Now, the easiest and best thing to do is if you happen to have anything CBD, because CBD is a natural counteracting agent to THC. So all of the psychoactive effects that THC has, CBD has the counteracting effects. So if mm. you happen to have CBD, gummies, drinks, anything like that, that will immediately take away those effects. If you don't have any of those things, natural things in, the, in your fridge that might help bring you down are things like citrus, uh, that might help you down. Uh, black pepper is known anecdotally to help bring you down as well. Smelling black pepper can help bring you down. So there are some oh. things that can help you if you do have too much THC. But again, in the worst case scenario, the worst thing that will happen to you is that you'll get super sleepy. You'll probably devour all the snacks in your house and knock out. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to know. And I am really glad that you talked about, you know, some things that we can do to counteract you know if we do have like we, we feel like maybe we've had some edibles and maybe we're just kind of like whoa like, I don't like this feeling like I need to just come down from this what can I do I am glad that you talked about some things that people can actually do to, to be able to absolutely absolutely that. yeah 
So we're actually just cooking here, um, you know, main components of the soup. And we're just cooking it for like about 12 minutes because we just want everything to soften. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and pop some salt and pepper in there. I forgot to put that in there. So I thought yes. maybe this is a, a good time for me to talk about, you know, some of the nutrients in this dish as well. Because it's not just about, you know, you know, getting high here, just about edibles. Of course, as a nutritionist, I need to make sure I'm adding in some nutrients in there as well, right? So let's talk yes. about carrots. So we have some carrots in here. Um, what I really love about carrots is that they're a really great source of vitamin A, which all we, we all know, maybe we don't all know, but is beneficial for eye health. And that's really important, especially considering these days, because a lot of people are working from home, you know, they're holding a lot of meetings, they're video conferencing, people are starting to get Zoom fatigue and burnout because, you know, they're just staring at the screens even more so than ever before. Um, and that can be really taxing on the eyes. So we do really want to make sure we're adding in, you know, some foods to support our eye health that are rich in vitamin A, like carrots. Um, you know, some other foods you can consider as well are things like squash, um, sweet potatoes, um, and red peppers. Those are also really great options as well. Um, and the other thing about carrots that a lot of people don't know is that carrots are what's called a grounding food, okay? And what that Ooh, simply means is that, well, foods that are grown close to the ground, so think things like, you know, carrots, beets, um, that sort of thing, all of these foods that are grown closer to the earth are considered to be grounding foods. Um, and in Ayurvedic medicine, which is one of the world's oldest healing systems and the oldest whole mm -hmm. body healing system, it teaches us that there's seven different um, chakra symbols that are vital to our health. And the root chakra is one of them. And the root chakra, that represents earth-centered energy. So when you okay. eat foods that grow closer to the ground, it actually carries that energy. Okay, so again, we're talking things like carrot, um, beets, sweet potatoes, like all of those foods are grounding foods. So there's a reason why when we eat sweet potatoes, it kind of makes us feel comforted, right? And that's because it's that your body inherently kind of picking up on that grounding energy, okay? Um, we also have celery in here too. Um, and celery is a really good food to support the liver. And it's a really great food to detoxify your body naturally. Uh, and the reason why that's important, why I kind of wanted to make this soup as well is because a lot of people are drinking more so than ever before. Alcohol consumption is on the rise. So we definitely yeah. want to make sure we're eating food that's going to help our body to detoxify that's naturally perfect. every single day. Celery is one of those foods, okay? Um, it's okay. also one of those foods that's a really great source of vitamin K, C. Um, vitamin C is really great for immune health, right? Um, potassium, folate. Um, folate is really important for helping with the production of neurotransmitters like serotonin that, you know, keep us in a good mood. We all need some of that these days, right? Um, yeah. as well as lowering inflammation. So it also helps to lower inflammation as well, um, support digestion, reduce bloating. So kind of all the things that we're kind of experiencing right now, um, you might be experiencing more bloating and more indigestion because maybe you're eating more processed foods now than you ever did before, right? So another reason why we need to add in some anti-inflammatory foods like celery. Yeah, so that's what we have going on here. Yeah, um, and I mean, you know, Celery isn't really a vegetable that I use as much as I probably should. And you just went down like a giant laundry list of all of the benefits for celery. Like I need to have putting this more in my diet from one simple vegetable. I get all of those things is really an easy way for me to incorporate those kind of vitamins and those healthy benefits into my diet because it's all coming from this one place. I don't have to get 19 different supplements and things like that. So that's really cool. And again, it's not something I use very often, so I'm glad you put me on the celery diet today. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I don't think celery is a thing that we eat very often actually, but you know, it's something that you can just throw into, you know, soups and stews so easily. So just kind of even think about it that way. Like it's, 
you know, it's getting colder now. So we're going to be eating those soups and stews more. Just throw in some celery just for those added benefits, right? And I'm a huge, you know, um, proponent or, you know, I'm a huge fan of talking about foods that can do like multiple different things rather than having like, you know, 85 different ingredients. Let's just have a few ingredients that's going to give us the maximum health benefits here and then just be on our way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I want to talk a little bit more about you. I'm going to go back to the recipe and talk about some other stuff that we got going on in the recipe. But, you know, I have some other questions for you as well. Like, I want to talk a little bit more about Heightened Chef. So what inspired you to enter the cannabis market and start Heightened Chef? Well, I mean, we, you kind of touched on it a little bit in our bio. I'm uh, I, like Heightened Chef began all the way back in high school for me when I first met my partner. He was actually one of the first people that I was that I smoked weed with. like. Mm. Or OG original gangster, we took it all the way back there to the very beginning. You know what I mean? Is so that Chef A, Chef, Chef Alfred. Yes, yes, Alfred yeah. was one of the I first. I love people him. He's such a sweetie. <laughs> He's an amazing, amazing person. Amazing genius yeah. in the kitchen. Genius in the kitchen, and I knew that. So. I knew that the cannabis market was going to start to emerge. I saw Justin Trudeau about to become elected and knew that he was going, one of his main platforms was the legalization of marijuana. And actually, I hate saying marijuana. I don't want to use that term anymore. I only want to use its proper name, which is cannabis. So I saw he was about to legalize cannabis. So I knew that there was going to be a way to take advantage and a way to create something new. You know what I mean? And that really was my inspiration behind it. Like all of us like to make money. We all want to make money. We need it for the things that we like to do on the day to day. But for me, my driving inspiration behind the Heightened Chef was to make something new and lasting, something that could affect what was going to happen long after me. You know what I mean? That sense of legacy was really a driving factor in creating the Heightened Chef, which is why we do it the way we do it. We always try to do new stuff. We always try to do new menus, new themes new venues, new new guests, new vendors, everything. Because we want to keep it rolling. We want to push the culture forward. So that, that was really my main inspiration behind starting The Heightened Chef. And I knew that cannabis had a lot of bad stigma. So to combat that stigma, you really needed something cool to make people say, hey, it's not just a bunch of stoners sitting in a basement smoking. It can be something super elevated and fun and important. You know what I mean? Right. Right, right. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, like, I just, I love the way that you, like, go about running the Heightened Chef in terms of, like, the different events that you have. And I'm going to ask you a question, actually, in a second. But what I really like about the Heightened Chef is that you have all these really cool different themes. Like, every single episode, as we call it, has a theme. And I love that because it's just, it makes it so fun to kind of get behind. I mean, you can put the the, you know, the music and the food and everything has a theme tied to it. It just makes it so fun. So let's talk about what a typical experience is like at the Heightened Chef. Right. Well, just like you mentioned, we always, it's always a different theme and it's always changing. So there's always elements of the Heightened Chef that are going to be different. And we put that into the recipe of and the formula for the Heightened Chef, because even if you come multiple times we want you to have a different experience each time you know what i'm saying so that's kind of why we put that element in so that's why every episode has a different menu different type of cuisine uh we always have different guests we have all those different things but we do understand that some things do have to remain the same we need some type of familiarity for people 
So at a heightened chef experience, you're generally going to, it's always a set meal. We always let everybody know what the menu is ahead of time based on the theme and the based on the theme of the episode. It's generally between three and five courses. Each course is sent out to you and plated. As of now, since the since pandemic, we've now transitioned from live events to doing home experience. So, so we send out to you, we send you out meal kits. The meal kits are pre-prepared, pre-cooked. All you have to do is reheat and plate your meal. And then we do something like we're doing right now. We do a live online Zoom experience where we do food demos and walk you through how to plate each course. Uh, we have guests, mm. games, giveaways, live DJs, all those kinds of things. So it's a whole experience. We really assault your senses. We try to stimulate yeah. you in as many ways as possible. Yeah, you really do. I love that you said that. You stimulate all the senses. It is so true. And when I say experience, like it really is an experience. So if you're listening to this and you're in the Toronto area, I highly, highly recommend that you guys you know, sign up for Sean's next heightened chef experience which is coming up the end of November, November, what's the date, Sean? Remind me, 28th? November 28th is our season 28th. finale, season four finale. Four years yes. we've been in the game doing it. Oh my God, I can't believe it's been four years already. Four years. Yeah, and we've done so much. Like it's, it's amazing, all of the amazing people that we've had a chance to meet, uh, all of the people and groups and the companies and entities that we've had a chance to interact with. And uh, we really wanted to take the platform that we've created with The Heightened Chef and shine our spotlights on some of those amazing people that help us be as amazing as we are. So this mm. season, season finale, the theme for this episode coming up is The Heightened Chef Awards. So we are doing an award show. Everybody has an award show. So why can't we? We will. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's amazing. Yeah, so we're going to recognize all of the, uh we're going to recognize some of the amazing people that we've had a chance to interact with and we want to make sure we take our spotlights and shine it on them. So that's kind of like what this next experience is going to be coming up on November the 28th. Oh, I love that. And what a great way to highlight people in the community as well, you know, by doing that and acknowledging them. That's fantastic. I love that. Does stress feel crippling and like it's diminishing the quality of your life? Do you eat your emotions, turning to food and or alcohol when you're stressed? Are you ready to have stress work for you rather than against you? If so, stress could actually be the best thing to ever happen to you. How so? Well, in my upcoming five-day online retreat, we'll get crystal clear on what it takes to effectively manage and cope with stress, how to make stress your superpower, how to develop a resiliency mindset, and how to de-stress your diet, even if you're currently relying on sugar and alcohol just to cope. This one-of-a-kind online retreat is just as much about healing and connection that you'd find at an in-person retreat. While you isolate yourself at home, we're gonna bring the best vibes to your living room. From uncovering and challenging how you think about stress, becoming more aware of how you typically manage stress, and how to eat yourself happy, by the end of our five days together, you'll have your game plan locked in and ready to go so that you can finally rise above and thrive in the midst of stress and achieve more calm and joy. Want that? Enrollment is now open. To learn more and join, head over to trudyestone.com forward slash retreat. I'll also drop a link in the show notes so that you can join. So Sean, let's go ahead and just add um, some water in. So we're going to add water and then our either half and half or coconut milk, um, you know, feel free to use one or the other, totally up to you. 
I'm actually using coconut milk in this one. Me too. I use coconut milk yeah. too. Yeah, I thought the coconut milk would be nicer, so I'm going to use that. But like I said, for those of you folks who are watching this or, you know, listening to this, you can feel free to add, um, you know, half and half if you want to do that. But I just really like just using the coconut milk. And then that way, it's not even so much about a vegan thing. I just really like the taste of milk. <laughs> and it's a good source of healthy fat yeah. as well. Yeah. Also, there was one more thing I wanted to talk about in this recipe, and that was parsley as well. That's another one that in addition to celery, a lot of people don't tend to eat. Or if they do eat parsley, they just use it to just decorate their meal and they just kind of throw it on the top. Okay, but parsley is so much more than a pretty face. That's right. <laughs> it's actually a really great source of antioxidants. Um, again, it offers immune support as well as digestive support. Um, but the really cool thing about parsley is that it has antibacterial and antifungal properties due to the parsley oil that's held within Whoa. the plant's leaves. Okay, so that's why it's actually used in a lot of different soaps and detergents and perfumes and other hygiene products because it has this ability to kill bacteria as well as killing odors. Not a lot of people know that. Um, that's also the reason why it helps to fight bad breath <laughs> because it kills the bacteria in the mouth that actually causes odors. So next time if you feel like maybe you've eaten something and like maybe your breath stinks, just grab some parsley. If you have some parsley close by, just kind of, you know, chew on that. It will actually kill the odors and the bacteria in your mouth. What? Yeah. That's a, that's a dope life hack. Cool. That's a cool <laughs> um, Yeah, and parsley also is a great source of, again, immune-boosting vitamin C. So we're getting a lot of vitamin C in this dish. Um, and again, um, parsley also has vitamin A as well. So great for that eye health. And then the other thing we had in here was garlic. So garlic, as we know, has so many different um, health properties. I could go on and on about garlic. But, you know, similar to parsley, it does, it's really helpful for fighting infections because it has that antimicrobial um, activity due to a compound in garlic called allicin. And as a matter of fact, if you were to cut garlic and let it sit for 10 minutes or crush it and let it sit for 10 minutes, it actually allows those, um, that compound to increase as well. So you're getting more of that, you know, that bioactive compound that's really great for your health, okay? Um, really? And garlic is also- I yeah. 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 Only when I cut it up, I just put it straight into the pot. I need to let it sit yeah. for a little bit, you're saying. Yeah, so if you have time after you cut it or crush it, just let it sit for 10 minutes. And again, it increases, um, that level of allicin inside the garlic, and that's that compound that's really beneficial for your health. Um, and it's also great for gut health too. Yeah, and some some studies found that garlic can actually help with you know age-related changes in gut bacteria. That's associated with memory problems because your gut and your brain are connected. So your you know your brain sends messages to your gut, your gut sends messages to your brain, and it does this through neurotransmitters. So really, if you want to have a healthy brain, if you want to have you know uh, better thinking, like more focus, more concentration, less, you know, brain fog and all those sort of things. You really need to make sure that you're nourishing your gut with foods like garlic, um, because that, again, by nourishing your gut, you're nourishing your brain. Okay. Um, so yes. what is the prebiotic? So garlic is called a prebiotic. And you can also get that in like green tea, um, asparagus, artichokes, um, leeks, dandelion greens, that sort of thing. Yeah. But if you want to learn more about gut yeah. health and all that, go back and listen to episode, I think it was episode five. Where I talked about how to optimize your gut for weight loss. Even if you're not trying to lose weight, you're going to learn so many different tips in there about optimizing your gut health. Yeah. I think that's okay. important, man. I think that's a really important thing that you're doing, Trudy, and I love that you're doing it and more support and more power to you doing it is increasing people's just general health and increasing their general, boosting their immune systems naturally. And I think that is going to be so important for what's coming forward for us in the future in terms of, 
future pandemic things. I think our general health is so important and we don't shine enough light on the fact that we got to take care of ourselves every day in the way, best ways that we can. And in a lot of ways that's through our diet. So doing dishes like this and helping to boost our general health and gut health and immune system and all of those things are so clutch. Thank you so much for bringing light to these things. Oh, it's my pleasure. And you know, the other thing with me, Sean, is that I just want to make sure that people understand that eating healthy, it doesn't have to be more like boring. It doesn't have to be, you know, flavorless. It can actually be fun. It can be flavorful. It can be quick. Like this dish is actually pretty quick, but it's just that we're kind of talking and we're, you know, interviewing and stuff during the process. But if it wasn't for that, like this dish, could be, you know, could be whipped up in like half an hour. Right. And then you can have lunch. If you wanted to add more protein to it, you probably could right. like add some beans or something like that. So you could add like chickpeas. Um, I would add maybe white beans to this. I think white beans would go really well because white beans don't really have like a like a stronger okay. flavor. It's more of a milder flavor. So I think that would actually go better um, with everything that we have in here. Right. So that, that's an option as well. Mm. If you want to add more protein to this for your lunch. Minus the can of butter, though, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's it's cool that we can still do stuff like that. And I think that's. One of the reasons why we do the Heightened Chef as well, the way that we do it with so many different menus that we never stay on one thing ever, is that we want to really demonstrate that cannabis can be used into any type of cooking. And that definitely includes healthy cooking. So it's important for us. And I'm glad that we're putting these two things together because they definitely go hand in hand. There's a lot of healing benefits from cannabis and there's a lot of healing benefits from using good, healthy ingredients. So putting them two together is not a bad thing. You know what I mean? Not at all. And you can have fun while doing it, just like you said. Absolutely. Totally. So Sean, let's talk about um, like cannabis just in general. Like what is cannabis good for in general? Like what are some type of things that, that it would be good for? So again, cannabis has a myriad of different health benefits. The, the ones that come to mind most often and the ones that often most of the people that we interact with when we talk to them about why they use cannabis and what it is that they want from cannabis when they use it is uh, a lot of people use it as a sleep aid. A lot of people mm -hmm. use it to help sleep. The THC and CBD aspect chemicals in cannabis definitely aid in those things. So if anyone had ever has any problems sleeping, cannabis is definitely a good option for you. Mm -hmm. Another one of the things that cannabis also does for people as well is it helps your appetite. It helps increase appetite in a lot of cases. So if there's ever any time problems with your appetite and not wanting to eat or not being hungry, cannabis can definitely help people there. And that helps a lot of people, especially uh, medical patients who are undergoing like things like chemotherapy and things like that, those things tend to really decrease your appetite. It weakens your body and it makes you want to eat less. So using cannabis in those situations help those people eat when they need to eat. So it's definitely super helpful there. Another one, probably the one that helps me the most, I don't have too much problem sleeping. I look skinny, but I eat a lot, so I don't have a problem eating. <laughs> but for me, the problem that I use uh, cannabis most for is often anxiety it really has that calming effect, both THC and CBD. So for me, is that's where I get the most use out of it. At the end of a day, when I've had all these stressful things that I've been dealing every throughout the day and all of these things that have been happening and piling up on me at the end of the month and blah, 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 this goes on, I, I'm able to use cannabis. I'll smoke a, a, a spliff or I'll take an edible or whatever the case is, and it helps me relax. 
And to me, that is the biggest benefit that a lot most people get from cannabis is the relaxing qualities. Mm. And I've heard of people using it for like pain as well. Is that like another use that people can use it for too? Absolutely. Absolutely. For sure, it, it can definitely help with pain management. Uh, there's a lot of different ways that cannabis can help you with pain management. Uh, it's different that way. You can you can have kind of general pain management by ingesting it, and that will assist you in terms of like again, if you have like headaches or uh, if you have upset stomach, things like that. Because uh, cannabis is an anti-nauseant, so it actually can mm. help you settle your stomach if you're happening happening to have a very queasy, nauseous stomach. So there are oh. ways that ingesting it physically can help you with pain, uh, but it can also help you topically. So there are ways that cannabis can be put into uh, rubs or lotions or healing balms or things like that, creams that you can put directly onto your skin. If you have a specialized area for pain, like a localized area for pain, joints, muscles, things like that, then you can use cannabis in that way and CBD in that way as well. And it also has a, a, a pain relieving aspect in that way as well. My mom actually uses one of the uh, types of creams that we've had a chance to come in with one of the vendors we've had a chance to come in contact with. And oh, she, wow. growing up, she was the biggest, the biggest anti-drugs, anti-cannabis, anti-everything. Now she swears by this cream, like, because it's about the pain relief at a certain point. The right. taboo of it doesn't matter at a certain point. Once it comes out, does it do what it needs to do? Yes, it does. I want it. <laughs> right, yeah. When you're in pain, you'll do anything to make that pain go away. Like, for sure. Exactly, exactly. So a lot of people are starting to open eyes and open their hearts to cannabis. Hmm, that is so interesting. I love that. Okay, so then I also have another question as well. Like, in terms of, like, um, I guess like if people want to like try like getting into like cannabis or edibles, like, you know, like, where's like the best place to start? I think no matter how you, how you do it, like for me, it's my personal favorite method of consuming. I love to smoke. Smoking for me is my favorite one that I choose. It's the one that I've been doing for the longest. Uh, it's the one that I have the most experience with. So that's my preferred method of consumption for cannabis, but it's not that way for everyone. And it's important to say that there's no way around it. No matter what kind of smoke it is, smoke going into your lungs is not good for your body. No way around it. You know what I mean? And so if you were looking for, if you've never consumed cannabis, I might not suggest smoke as your first option. I would probably suggest to you an edible because it's easy for you to ingest. Again, the only thing that you have to be conscious of is the amount of time that it takes for the effects to kick in for your body. So once you found that kind of sweet spot where you know how many milligrams of THC it requires to get you to the, the, the state that you want to be, then for sure, I think that's the only part that can be a little tricky with edibles. But I would still suggest for people to go that route as opposed to maybe smoke because smoke can sometimes be a little rough on your lungs and it can be a bit of a deal, but edibles you can still be able to consume and even maybe go over a bit and not too much is gonna happen to you. Uh, What I would suggest, it hasn't happened yet. It is something that the heightened chef does, uh, but I think the the future and the really the best way for anyone to consume cannabis is gonna be through beverages. I think 
because with a beverage, your body absorbs the THC through your stomach, much along the lines of the way that it does with alcohol, as opposed to when you eat it in food where it has to go into your stomach, then into your lower intestine, and then into your bloodstream. So it takes a while. But drinks can affect you a lot quicker. So I feel like the future coming up is going to be infused beverages. So as we see more and more of those start, starting to come out, that I think is the best place for a person to start. Because you get the effects right away, you can judge better. You know what I mean? Oh, thank you so much for explaining that. Like, I didn't even know any of that stuff. Okay, so another question. So you mentioned edibles and then people should, like, kind of wait to see how they feel. So if I eat an edible, like, how long should I be waiting before I add more to see if, like, I don't know. Should I wait like 10 minutes, 20 minutes? Like how long should I be waiting? Well, again, it can vary from person to person. Every person is different. And in a lot of cases, we don't often pay attention to our own metabolism. So we don't often realize how long it takes for us to digest food. From what I've seen and with my experience, I've seen edibles take as little as 15 minutes to kick in to as long as 90 minutes to kick in. Oh. So it could take a while. And that's why that it's important to uh, to keep mentioning that people have to consume responsibly, especially with edibles. So it's very easy for you to take an edible chocolate and eat it and be like, mm, I'm not feeling anything. I'll just have another one. Mm. And you can keep going like that. And it's not a problem for you to down way more THC than you expected to have. And it won't start hitting in until like maybe 90 minutes away. So... I think that's really the important thing that you have to be conscious of is just how you are consuming it. Right, right. Oh, so interesting. I feel like I should have been taking notes there. <laughs> so we talked a little bit about, you know, you using like cannabis, like for anxiety and stuff. So, you know, a lot of us right now are feeling a lot more anxiety. We're feeling a lot more stress. Um, as of recording this right now, it seems like Biden's president. So it seems like maybe that is that's behind us now a little bit. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and we can kind of release some of that election stress finally. Just a little bit. Um, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, it's going to take Biden a long time to get into that seat, but, you know, with everything that's going on. But anyways, I shouldn't talk about politics, I guess, on the podcast. So we we're, we're feeling a lot of anxiety right now. We're feeling a lot of stress right now with everything going on in the world, election, pandemic, you know, maybe finances, so many different things. What are some, if people wanted to try cannabis and edibles for, you know, relieving anxiety and for de-stressing, are there certain strains that are better than others when it comes to managing anxiety and stress? Yes, I can definitely say yes. Uh, this is probably in my own personal recreational experience with cannabis. This is probably where I've done most of my research, if I can oh, okay. make myself a cannabis professor for the minute. So... I am constantly looking for those strains that I find have the best stress relieving properties. And what I've been able to find over the course of time is that most of those tend to lie with indicas. For me, that's for me personally. Again, it differs from person to person. I can't paint anything broadly uh, in any way because the cannabis plant is truly, truly an amazing plant. The fact that this one genus of plant can have so many different types of strains and so many different phenotypes and so many different effects coming from just this one type of plant. It's incredible. So there really is a bunch of really good strains out there for stress relief and for relaxation. Again, for me, most of those come from indicas. Indicas tend to be a bit higher 
on the THC scale in terms of uh, compared to some sativas. There are some definitely very strong, high THC sativas, but you tend to see that more with indicas. Sativas will give you that kind of high euphoric, hey, let's go do stuff. Let's go play a game. Let's watch a movie. Let's do this. Indicas time kind of give you that, I just want to sit here and go into my brain and think about things. You know what I mean? Mm. So that's kind of where I get my stress relief from. When I smoke, I kind of just want to shut down. I've had a very busy day, a very stressful day sometimes. I just want to give my brain a chance to shut down and just think about some things that maybe I didn't get a chance to over the course of the day. But those ones are where I normally find most of my stress relief is within the constraints. Mm, interesting. Okay, I'm so glad that you talked about that. And for our listeners and for our viewers, so you talked about sativa and you talked about indica. So can you just talk to us about like, I guess, what the difference, you talked about what the differences are, but just backing it up, I guess, maybe one step, I guess with the cannabis plant, there's two different types of cannabis plants. There's a sativa and an indica. Is that right? Right. So th there are, again, the cannabis plant, there are different strains. There are different, um, uh, different kind of species within the genus. And one species is sativa and one species is indica. And then uh, people have genetically been able to create hybrids that have traits of both an indica or a sativa by crossing uh, different plants over and cross germinating them. So uh, again, with indicas, again, they tend to be a bit heavier on the THC scale. They tend to give you a little bit more of that kind of couch lock vibe when you're smoking them, like, I just kind of want to chill. I may not want to talk to anybody. I just want to be in my own kind of space right here and just think about the world. That's kind of that indica vibe. The sativa vibe, uh, they tend to be a little bit lighter in terms of THC, a little bit less, uh, but they tend to give you more of that euphoric, up, creative, I want to do stuff, I want to go experience things. I want to, mm -hmm. so that's kind of a little bit of the difference between the two. But again, it's not defined to that because I've smoked some sativas that have made me have to sit down. Oh. <laughs> and I've smoked some that made me want to go and like jump up in a mosh pit at a concert. So again, it's very, very different. There's no one paint that can paint the entire tapestry, but Definitely, there are ones that you can choose specifically. I'll tell you, my favorite, favorite indica, the one that I will go for, if I have a selection of 100 different types of weed and this one is here, I will always go to, it is my good friend, Tom Ford. Tom Ford is my favorite strain of indica. Mm, okay, okay, again, that's a lot of weed smoke to find out. But I have determined that Tom Ford is my favorite indica. Okay, interesting. All right, guys, you heard it here. <laughs> okay, so Sean, this <laughs> is probably good. <laughs> We're going to go ahead now okay. and just turn this off. Um, I'm going to just taste it first, and then we'll just go ahead and we'll just blend it up. Yes. So let me just taste this, just to make sure it doesn't need anything else. Mm. I think mine's going to go with a little bit more salt. I need, I need to touch mine up with salt a little bit. Go for it. Yeah. I'm going to add a little bit more pepper because I like a little bit of spice. Okay. I might add, I might add more salt as well if I can find my salt. thing, I always add touch. I like, we put a lot of garlic, but I always put a little bit of garlic powder just to give it that extra garlicky punch. Are you a garlic fan then, I'm thinking? Ginormous garlic fan. I love garlic <laughs> all day and day. Like, it's probably the thing I use most in this house. 
Really? Okay. So I've added a little bit more salt too, um, in addition to some pepper. So I'm going to try this again and see. You know what would, would have been good in here too? And I just thought of it is um, cumin. I think cumin would have been good. But it's Whoa, okay. okay. We'll leave it as it is. I love cumin. I There's one thing I, so if you put garlic in everything, I probably put cumin in everything. Really? Yeah, I can, I can, I can OD on cumin. I can have too much. Cumin, it's it's a borderline thing. If you put a pinch too much, it's ruined for me. I can't eat this anymore. It's too much cumin. But just a little <laughs> bit of cumin is right. It's perfect. Okay. Well, next time we make it, then maybe you can put some cumin in next time. Okay. So I'm turning this off, and I'm going to go ahead and just um, get my immersion blender, and I'm going to blend it. Awesome. I don't have my blender here, so I'm just going to let mine sit for a while. But we can watch you blend yours. Okay, so I'll just blend it a little bit. I'm going to try not to let it explode all over me. I'm going to blend this up later just because I'm going to move on to the next recipe. Sure. Does stress feel crippling and like it's diminishing the quality of your life? Do you eat your emotions, turning to food and or alcohol when you're stressed? Are you ready to have stress work for you rather than against you? If so, Stress could actually be the best thing to ever happen to you. How so? Well, in my upcoming five-day online retreat, we'll get crystal clear on what it takes to effectively manage and cope with stress, how to make stress your superpower, how to develop a resiliency mindset, and how to de-stress your diet, even if you're currently relying on sugar and alcohol just to cope. This one-of-a-kind online retreat is just as much about healing and connection that you'd find at an in-person retreat. While you isolate yourself at home, we're going to bring the best vibes to your living room. From uncovering and challenging how you think about stress, becoming more aware of how you typically manage stress, and how to eat yourself happy, by the end of our five days together, you'll have your game plan locked in and ready to go so that you can finally rise above and thrive in the midst of stress and achieve more calm and joy. Want that? Enrollment is now open. To learn more and join, head over to trudyestone.com forward slash retreat. I'll also drop a link in the show notes so that you can join. And then we'll move on to our popcorn, our Asian spice popcorn, which is the second recipe today. So let me just- Yes, this was very, very intriguing to me. Like uh, I've never had any kind of Asian flavored popcorn. I've had a lot of different things. Oh, can I show you something real quick? With the popcorn that I did recently? Yes, please. Something with popcorn. I actually, uh, with another friend of mine, we made maple bacon popcorn, the chocolate. Right? So this is chocolate. That's oh bacon and popcorn and maple syrup. So good. It's so oh delicious. Oh my God. It's, my, my sister's it's kinda like a bit like, So good. Yeah, my sister Lemaine would attack you for that. She loves brittle. She loves popcorn. She loves chocolate. She loves bacon. Like all of those things together is like she'd be on you for that. It's a <laughs> it's a stoner's dream. Like stoner's dream <laughs> snack, right? Everything I want in one bite. Okay, so what I'm doing now is trying to find a pot that's clean so that I can make this next thing. Okay, let's use this one. All right. So the next so this recipe is the sauce that we're gonna make now. 
Yeah, so we're just going to start making the sauce for this popcorn. So it starts with our can of butter. So I already have the popcorn already popped here and like ready to go. It's delicious. I can't wait to eat it. Um, so that's just like plain popcorn. Okay, perfect. So the next thing we're going to do is just in a medium saucepan over some medium heat, we're going to melt our can of butter. Okay, dope. And I have everything prepared over here. Can we talk a little bit about the can of butter? Yes, please. Let's talk about it. Yes. So that maybe it would be a good idea for people to understand just kind of how to do this at home. Because like you mentioned, yeah. how are people, what's a good way for people to do this? What's a good way for people to kind of be able to do it on their own? Especially if you also decided to grow cannabis, uh, you may have harvested just recently it was croptober, so that's normally harvest season for everyone who's growing cannabis outdoors. So you may oh. have some harvest, which I did. And that's kind of where I got my cannabis to use for the butter that we're using right now. So okay. in order for you to properly dose yourself and get an idea of how much cannabis am I really taking in here, how much THC am I really taking in here, there's a really simple equation that you will follow, that you can follow. Uh, to help you determine how much THC you're actually putting into your food when you want to do infused cooking. So there's oh, really three out. numbers that you're going to familiarize yourself. There's three numbers that you're going to have to know. The first number is you need to know the potency of your THC. That's going to come as a percentage. So you can go and look it up. There's a lot of different websites on the internet that you can find your strain, you find the name of the strain of the cannabis that you're using, and it will tell you the percentage or an average estimate of what T THC is for that type of strain. So once you've gotten the strain potency, the amount of THC in the weed, then you have to, the second number you'll need is how much weed are you actually using? How much cannabis are you actually going to be putting into your infusion? So you need to know how much cannabis you're using. And then the third number you need to know is how much of the medium that I'm going to be putting my cannabis into am I using. And in every situation, it has to be a fat. The THC molecule attaches to the fat molecule in butter or in any type of oil. That's why everyone uses infusions in oils because of the fat content of those oils. And we, we actually used the best one. The best one that we could use is coconut oil. Coconut oil has the highest fat content of all the oils. So it's the best when trying to put cannabis in and THC into your oil. Uh, we have butter, which is a little bit lower on the scale, but still good. It still has enough fat molecules to collect those T to absorb those THC molecules. So based on the percentage of your THC, the amount of weed that you've put in, and the amount of oil or butter that you're using. When you have those three numbers, then you can just kind of plug it in. So you're gonna realize the percentage that you're receiving, uh, that the THC percentage, that works out to a milligram amount. So let's say like the, the cannabis we're using right now is 18%. That was the average for blueberry muffin, 18% THC, which is a kind of a little bit on the lower end of the scale, but that's regardless. So out of one gram of blueberry muffin, of cannabis herb, you're going to get 18 milligrams of THC. So once you've found that out, so now that we know there's 18 milligrams of THC for every gram that I use. So in this recipe, I use seven grams, which is a quarter ounce of weed. 
So I took that 18 gram, 18 milligrams and times that by seven, which gave me, I believe it was 156 milligrams in that seven grams of weed. Okay, got it. That's what we put, that's what we put into our butter. And then, then now that I know I have that amount, you want to divide that amount by how much butter I'm actually using. So you're going to take the amount of THC, divide it by the amount of butter or oil that you're using. And then that will give you a very small, a decimal number. It's going to be a, a smaller than the decimal number. That's essentially how much THC is going to be in per gram of your oil or fat. And then you can start measuring how much it is now. So based on what we're using, like I said, a tablespoon, which this recipe calls for, is about 14 grams. That's what it works out to. So for each tablespoon of butter that we use, it worked out to four milligrams of THC. So very low dosage. And that's normally where you would want to start. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you so much for explaining that. And for those of you whose eyes might have been glazing over at math and who are bad at math like I am, don't worry. I'm going to link up that, you know, that wonderful formula in the show notes for you. So you guys will have that formula so you can look at it in black and white and see it and be able to replicate this at home should you desire. All right. So on the stove right now, we have um, the can of butter that's melting for our popcorn. Okay. Um, so the next thing we're going to add to it is something I don't remember, brown sugar. Okay, so you can use, you have a couple options here. You can use brown sugar, you can use maple syrup. Um, I'm using coconut palm sugar, which is a little bit lower on the glycemic index. Um, and all that really means is the glycemic index basically just measures um, the extent that your blood sugar is raised. Okay, so what's the scale from zero to 100? And foods that are about 60 or higher on that glycemic index scale, they raise your blood sugar more rapidly. So you want to eat foods that are in the lower end, so lower than 60 on that glycemic index scale, because that means it doesn't um, spike your blood sugar as rapidly, okay? So that's really the name of the game, keeping your blood sugar stable when it comes to, you know, managing your energy levels and just for overall health um, and longevity as well, okay? So I've been, at, so I'm adding here um, some coconut palm sugar instead. And I'm going to try to find a wooden spoon here to mix this up. I decided to go with maple syrup. Ooh, okay, yeah, that's a good choice. Yeah, either one is fun. Okay, so I'm gonna mix this up so it starts to melt, and then I'm also gonna add in there um, some salt, sesame oil. Some salt in there? Yeah, a little bit of salt. Okay. Put like half a teaspoon of salt in there, but I don't know if we'll need that much. Maybe a little bit less than that because the butter might already be salty. We might not need that much salt, maybe like a quarter teaspoon uh, no, of salt. I, I chose uh, unsalted butter. I chose unsalted butter. Oh, okay. So yeah, if you did unsalted butter, then yeah. So then you can do like half a teaspoon of salt. Then. Let's do that. Um, and then the other thing I'm going to okay. add in is um, some soy sauce. So pop that in there. And sesame oil. That's like a See, this is so crazy, Trudy. I would have never thought to put something sweet with something as savory as sesame seed oil and soy sauce. Like, this is mind-blowing to me right now. I wouldn't have thought about oh, doing God. these two things again. And then putting it on popcorn. Where do you come from? <laughs> I am all about that sweet and salty. I am obsessed with like anything salted caramel. Oh my God. Like salted caramel, like salted caramel, anything. Like I will lick it. I will eat it. Like just, oh, so, so <laughs> good. So yeah, I'm a huge fan of that sweet and salty. And if you like like that sweet and salty popcorn as well, like if you like um, the kind of like kale corn, you'll probably really like this as well. Uh, again, we're just adding in some of those, those Asian flavors, right? The sesame oil. Um, and then the soy sauce in here as well. 
So we're just gonna stir this just in the sauce. Oh my god! Kind of no, so good. Yeah. So everything just kind of like melts and just kind of comes together. We'll just do that. Yeah, that's another the question I have for you, Sean, as well. Like with edibles and like can of butter, like is there like a certain temperature? Like if we're making the can of butter, let's say, or if we're you know now we've made the can of butter and we're adding it to other recipes, is there a certain temperature that we should be keeping it at? Or uh, well, I'll tell you from experience again. You don't with can of butter. It would be preferable to not look at high temperatures. High temperatures, like if you were baking in the oven and things like that, things like that can tend to burn off cannabis because cannabis does burn off at a certain point. It's kind of why we smoke it. It has to be heated up to be activated in the first place. So, um, but ideally, if you're using cannabis, you want to be using it at low temperatures because once you start getting into the higher temperatures, you start burning off all of the reason why you're using the cannabis in the first place. So, I mean, if you can use it in a raw format, that would probably be the most ideal. So I actually, I'm glad we talked about this because I just found out a really cool new way to infuse cannabis, which is through vinegar. You can actually use vinegar to extract all of the, the THC from cannabis in the vinegar. It's a simple process. All you do is throw some of your cured buds or trim into a jar with vinegar seal it and leave it for like five or 10 days. And when you come back, you strain out the cannabis plant matter and that vinegar is now infused. It's that easy. So you can actually use the vinegar to make things like vinaigrette or salad dressing, and that's cold. So you actually get the highest bioabsorption air because you're getting the most amount of THC without any of it burning off through cooking. Oh my God, that's amazing. That's incredible. I'm learning so much today. This is so fun. <laughs> good. All right. So another question I have for you is like, what are like other than edibles? I think you might've touched on this a little bit earlier, but um, other than edibles, like what are some other trends you're seeing right now in the, the cannabis industry? So um, there are, I, again, it's, it's super exciting because everything is so new with the cannabis industry. There's so many, there's so much innovation that's happening because it was illegal and taboo for so long, there was never able to be any real research on anything about t cannabis and THC other than its negative harmful effects. So right. we're starting to see new things happening all the time and new innovations happening all the time. I personally do think that edibles is, the is really the future, edibles and beverages, just because I feel that in terms of consumption, it is the least intrusive. I can consume my cannabis without affecting anyone else around me. So I feel like really that's going to be the way in terms of where a lot of the innovation is going to come from. Uh, we have seen in recent years the rise of concentrates. So you and I come from an old school where we kind of have rolled up joints and blunts and things like that. The new school kids are doing things about called dab and shatter. I'm sure you've heard of these things oh, before. Yes, I've heard of shatter before. Correct. Yeah. So all these things, shatter, dabs, uh, resin, rosin, distillate. There's even things called diamonds now, these little kind of little crystals that are concentrated THC. There's a lot of new concentrates that are coming up. Um, and that's really what I'm seeing to be the most rising trend is that people are using these concentrates because you can use a lot less and get a lot higher. 
they tend to be much more expensive in terms of market value. But again, you're using so much less. Like you could literally use something less than the size of your fingernail and it would feel like you smoked an entire blunt at once. Wow. So it can be it can be pretty, pretty intense. And I see that's where a lot of people are tending to go now in terms of what they want to do. A lot of people are going the concentrate route. Oh, interesting. Wow. Okay. Um, okay, so it looks like this is probably done for me. I don't know how yours is looking over there. I think mine is done. Mine looks really bubbly. Yeah, so I think maybe it's like take it off. When mine starts to bubble, I just kind of took it off. Yeah, so I think it's good now we can remove that from the heat. And then we could probably just pour that over our um, popcorn now. I need a spoon. Let me get another spoon. All right. Yeah, so this is looking good. So I'm going to go ahead and just pour this over the popcorn. Are you good? We're going to pour it over the popcorn? Yeah, let's just pour it over the popcorn. I'm just letting it cool down a little bit. I didn't want it to burn. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's just do that. So then, actually, I have another oh question. Oh, my God, you. <laughs> what yeah. are some of the easiest edibles that people can make? Like, if people want to start making edibles at home, like, what's, like, the easiest thing that people can make? If they want to make edibles, I'm interested in doing it. How do I get started? Like, what's the quickest thing? For you? Well, you know, I think, honestly, the thing that I just mentioned, and it's, it's amazing to me because I just found out about it the other day. I didn't – I think that vinegar trick – is probably the easiest way that anyone could make an edible because literally you're just putting vinegar in a sealable mason jar with your cannabis and leaving it. There's right. nothing much simpler than that. And I know there are a lot of ways that you can use vinegar in, in diet and in like, again, like salad dressings and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's definitely a good way to go. I mean, if you can then go step step up, which is would be making something like this, like the, the can of butter that we're using, then I the sky's the limit once you're able to start infusing it into fat, to be honest. Right. The sky is the limit right. because you can literally put it into any type of cooking. My favorite thing to go to, what I always go to is just cookies. I love cookies and I love cake. So I make I infuse cake all the time. And I love it. That's, so that's normally that's my go-to. That's easy to do too. Like you just like kind of throw the can of butter in there. Like as you were making cookies, like just replace like your butter with can of butter, right? Is that how you would do it? Okay, exactly. Perfect. So that's essentially all you're really doing is you're just essentially, you're essentially just replacing whatever the fat or the oil is that you have in your recipe with can of butter. Hmm. Okay. I love it. That's all you're essentially so, doing. When we make can of butter at home, so I'm just throwing over. Yeah, I'm going to do this now. You're ahead of me there. So when we make um, like our can of butter at home, right, how do we store this? Like what's the best way to store it after we've done making it? Like do we put it in the fridge? Do we leave it out? And like how long does it like stay for? Well, essentially you would treat it just as you would the meat. You would treat the medium as you would if it was not infused. So if okay. you have butter – Butter lasts as long as regular butter lasts. The the cannabis being infused into it doesn't increase or decrease the shelf life of whatever it is that you've infused it into. So if your butter, you know butter probably only lasts maybe two or three weeks tops, maybe a month if you freeze it. Or, I mean, if you freeze it, uh, technically, I think you keep it indefinitely. And oil, oil has an endless shelf life. It's very hard for oil to go bad. Um, so again, I think in that sense, depending on whatever medium that you've chosen to infuse with cannabis, 
treat the exact same as you would. So if you know with butter, you've got to keep it refrigerated, then you want to keep the cannabis butter refrigerated. Or you know you want to keep that in a cool, dry place, same thing would apply for cannabis oil as well. Okay, good to know. Okay, I'm getting really excited about this popcorn, and I I can't wait to eat this later when I watch my It smells so delicious. <laughs> it does smell so delicious, <laughs> and I feel like I'm going to get like that sweet and sticky kind of vibe here, which is great. I love that. You also have another option here too. Like if you wanted to, you could spread this out on like a baking sheet um, and then you can just bake it in the oven as well. If you wanted to like maybe be a little bit crispier, you could do that too. But I think I'm just gonna just eat mm. it just out of the bowl and I'm not planning on sharing it. <laughs> yeah. All right, the what sesame seed in the soy sauce. It's so delicious. Mmm. Oh wow. That's really good. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The sesame, oh, the sesame seed I I use was a bit spicy. So this one has a bit of a spicy sweet taste to it as well. It's kind of umami mm. happening right now. Spicy That's and good savory. Mm. Oh my God, this is yummy. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> Can you taste any cannabis? No, I don't. I'm tasting that sesame oil. I'm tasting like the, the sweetness from like the sugar. I'm not tasting the cannabis butter, which is great. So I think maybe the sesame oil might actually help with masking the flavor of the cannon butter too, which is good. Mmm, oh, this is delicious. Yum, yum. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. That's really good. I'm kind of getting a little bit of cannabis smell from the, the, the cream of celery. Starting to get a okay. little bit, but not very much at all. Very light. Yeah, where do I get my, oh, here's my soup here. Yeah, so I think what I'm gonna do to finish this off, um, what I'll do is I'll blend up that cream of celery soup. I'm not going to do it now, but I will do that to finish it off. And don't worry, you guys will see a picture of the final recipe and all that amazing stuff. Um, but yeah, those are our two edible recipes, you know, cream of celery soup and our Asian popcorn. Um, I'm so excited to enjoy both. <laughs> so, Sean, I, I want to thank you so much again for being on the Mind Your Body show today. It was a pleasure to have you here. I'm going to talk all about everything, cannabis, edibles, all that stuff. That's something that I wanted to learn more about as well. Um, so this was such a treat to have you here on the podcast today. And I have one last question for you, Sean. And it's something that I ask all of my guests. And that is, what is your favorite way to take care of your mind and your body? I think I know the answer, but go for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, my favorite way to take care of my mind and body is sometimes just to take a break from the rest of the outside world. Um, it's something that's new to me that I've just recently started doing, but I've recently started trying to do mini meditations where I can just kind of just focus in on my breathing and mm -hmm. trying to take time to just dis from everything outside and just kind of focus on what's happening on my inside. And it's kind of giving me a, a temperature check of how I'm doing and how I'm feeling. So to me, that's the best way to do it is just to take a break from everything, everyone, and give your body and mind a chance to listen to itself. One of the important things that I recently got from one of my friends who helped me with getting into meditation was to be a witness to your own experiences. And I thought that was so profound because we go through our lives just kind of with tunnel vision. I can only see what's right. in front of me and this is what's happening and this is what's happening now. I might not even look back. I'm just looking forward and I this is all I see. It's important for us to take a step back into a third person perspective and look at ourselves. 
how are we doing this? How are we behaving? How are we living? How are we being healthy? How are we not healthy? It's important to do that and to be there, to be conscious of every good and bad experience that you have. I think that's super important to be a witness to your own experience, to know, yes, this was a good time and I can use this experience at this point and this was a bad time and I use these experiences at this point. So it's important to do that. And that's kind of how I really try to take care of myself is just being conscious of where I am at in my life. <laughs> oh, I love that. I, I love all that stuff. That's so amazing. And again, when it comes to like breathing, like, that's something that I focus on quite a bit as well, because I have a hard time falling asleep. And I find like when I just kind of focus on my breath, it helps me to just fall asleep a lot more quickly. So if you're ever in any doubt, if you're, you know, in a, in a place where you're feeling stressed or in a moment of stress, just focus on your breath. Even if you just take in, you know, a deep breath to a count of four and exhale to a count of four, yeah. just do that like three times, you'll start to feel immediate, immediate benefits. So I'm so glad that you touched on that. So Sean, if someone is interested in learning more about you, the work that you do, um, yeah. where can people find you? Yes. Hit us up on uh, social media. We're on Instagram. Follow at The Heightened Chef. Trudy's going to put the links in the thing down below. Follow at, I'm at VanishPoint underscore TO. So you can always find information about what's happening with Heightened Chef uh, by going through me as well. We have our season four finale coming up, November 28th, the Heightened Chef Awards. We're going to be highlighting and spotlighting and recognizing some of the amazing people in the cannabis community. Uh, so that's coming up at the end of this month. Uh, season five coming up in 2021. We got some crazy stuff had planned for, for season five. There was a lot of things that we weren't able to cram into this season. Well, now we got a chance to do it all in season five. So that's coming up in 2021. And coming up very, very soon, you're going to be able to access everything The Heightened Chef from our website. So please go and check out www.theheightenedchef.com. You will be able to purchase tickets for our events, just meal kits for our home experiences. Uh, you'll be able to get branded our Heightened Chef brand products from the Heightened Chef Pantry. You'll be able to get products from all of our amazing vendors anytime. You don't have to wait for an event to come and buy. You can get anything that you want on the Heightened Chef website, www.theheightenedchef.com. Please make sure you go and check it out. Sign up so you can be a part of all of the good Heightened Chef stuff. Yes, and make sure if you're in the Toronto area, the GTA, make sure to check out Sean's The Heightened Chef coming up on November 28th. I will link to it in the show notes for you. It's an incredible experience. You'll definitely want to try it at least once in your life. So, Sean, thank you so much again for joining us today on the Mind Your Body show. Again, yes, it was such know. a great to have you here. <laughs> yes, I win. It's amazing. It's incredible. It's, there's no, like I said, it really is an experience. It's not just an event. It really is an experience. That's definitely the right word for it. So you have to, have to try this out. I'm telling you, you won't be disappointed. So Sean, thank you so much again for being on this show. Um, it's been a pleasure having you here again. I'm super proud of seeing everything that you've been doing here um, in the city. And I've learned so much from you just on this one podcast episode alone. So thank you so much for that. I hope the listeners and those of you watching um, have learned a lot about this as well. Again, if you're listening to this um, in your earbuds, please make sure to head over to my YouTube channel to watch the full episode with Sean and I. And again, those recipes are going to be linked up for you in the show notes, again, with the dosing and all of that wonderful stuff as well. Sean, thank you so much again for being here. And thanks for being on the Mind Your Body Show. I'm so glad. Thank you for having me. Bye.
Thanks for listening to this episode of the Mind Your Body Show. I hope that you learned something new to help you transform your life and your body. For more after the show, make sure to head over to TrudyEstone.com. That's where you'll find all of the show notes. Also make sure to head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a rating to let us know what you thought about the episode. And remember, get your mind right and your body will follow. Thanks for tuning in.